Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good, Good morning, morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, that we are alive this morning. We thank you that this is the day that you have made. And you load us daily with benefits. This is what your word says. So we thank you, Father, that your love is shown through those benefits for us. You renew your mercy for us every morning. Your mercy and your benefits. What more could we ask? We come to you with gratitude in our heart. We sing your praise. We give you glory, Father. Our maker, our creator, our king. For we know that when we start praising you, you dwell in those praises. And the Lord in the midst of his people is mighty and he does mighty and wondrous things. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing this day for each of us that have come with a heart hum, hum, hungry and empty for you to fill it with your presence, with your revelation, with that experience that we carry with us, knowing that you go before us, you flatten the ground before us, you break every bronze gate, you cut it down, you flatten every mountain. And you work with us to sharpen our image based on the revelation that you pour into our hearts so that we produce more of your fruit. We become more like you. We think like you. And our hearts are filled with nothing else but you. We ask for that grace this day, Father. And we share that same peace <clears throat> and the joy that you pour into our hearts every time we come to you. Although it looks the same, it is new and it is different. And we know you are doing a new thing today. We share it, Lord, with all those that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested this day, especially those that are going into a procedure or those that are hospitalized today. We share it also with all those that are Christians and do not yet know you and with all those that do not want to know you, Lord. That as that grace touches their lives, they are quickened. They are drawn towards you. That their eyes are open to see the truth of your glory and every lie of the enemy. And it is that truth, that difference, that discernment that then sets them free. So with this confidence, Father, we call on your name. Knowing that everyone who calls on your name shall not go back in shame. No matter the challenge we are facing, no matter the sickness that we are enduring, no matter the problems we are stuck into. And it looks like we are drowning under, but when we call on your name, we know there is hope. The name of the lifter of men, the great I am, the lion of Judah, the Elohim Adonai, the preserver of men. We call on the name of Jesus, your son. The one who is our rock, our refuge. So that when we stand on that rock, we cannot go under. We will always be above and never below. We will always be the head and never the tail. It is a bridge to the Father, the way, the truth and the life. The Lord who heals. 
This is what your word in Isaiah 54 verse 10 says. And we hang on to that word today, Lord. Because there is healing that you are pouring out today, through this day, and it will manifest and we revealed in the form of the testimonies that we shall hear this evening. We thank you, Father, for those testimonies. We thank you, Jesus. We pray in the name of your spirit, the spirit of light and life. It is he who hovers over every dark and void situation and brings light into it, gives it life. The father of all creation, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of victory, the breath of the Father, whom he has now given to be within us. He has made his tabernacle within our body. So that same breath of the Father now gives breath to us, to our mortal body. We are quickened and made alive in the spirit. It is he who heals us from backsliding. And it is he who is our comforter, our strengthener, our guide. The seal of that age to come. The age of your kingdom, Lord. We thank you, Father. And as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, <clears throat> I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we release, as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of our prayer group, of this praying family, by the precious blood of Jesus, that blood that has won all victories, that blood which we now claim as our hedge of protection as we draw that line in the spirit by the bloodline around each of these that we raise up in prayer. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with the will of the Father as written in his word. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. And we also herald the power in our word, our spoken word today. As we proclaim that power through his scripture from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish. So shall our words be. So is our word that goes from our mouths, each of us. And we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it. When we send it in accordance with the will of the Father, in the mighty name of Jesus and released with faith. We thank you, Lord for that power on our tongue. Yesterday, we reflected on the need to build strategic connections. And as I meditated on it further, there was one more strategic connection I was reminded of from the Bible, that of Joseph of Arimathea. With the kind of reputation Jesus had with the Roman officials and the Sanhedrin. No one would dare go and take that body down from the cross. And it also took a lot of influence as well as money for, his, for he had a tomb that he had carved out as well. I believe it would be very costly for someone to get that kind of work done and prepared in advance. That's another strategic connection. But today I'd like to, I'd like us to reflect on 
competition. And the thought today that comes to mind is the lesson for me was stop competing with people who are not worth competing with. Our life has been a race since childhood. Competing against a friend, a classmate at school, admissions to university, job applications. And then when you have some of these, it goes down to having a car, having a house, having a status symbol. Owning what the neighbor does not have has been our target. And if they do, then the thought is we must go one level up because they have the same thing. I must have something better. And the question here is what are we really aiming for? Are we really aiming to suit our ego and our pride to show that we are better than others? Any pursuit that is material is of the flesh. And while not all of that pursuing is bad, pursuing it with a passion to the extent to put others down or to suit your ego, that is where we start going downhill. That need to win all the time. At the cost of the prosperity of our soul, at the cost of compromising on our morals or at some other cost, which is not justifiable through the word then we are in trouble. The Bible does not say money is bad. In fact, 1 Timothy 6 verse 10 says, the love of money is bad. It's the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and have pierced themselves with many griefs. That's what the rest of that verse says. So the important thing here is stop chasing money and stop competing with those that run the race. We do need it, but we should not let it overtake our value system. Money is not the objective. Money is a tool or a means of achieving certain objectives. And if we do it the biblical way, then that money cannot be competing against God. The Bible says you cannot serve two masters, God and Mammon. So stop competing with those that run that race. It only ends in destruction. The question is, who are we benchmarking against and to what standards are we comparing ourselves? And are we only looking at that physical richness or are we looking at a holistic picture of what my life should be physically and spiritually? Remember 3 John 1, 2, where John prayed, Beloved, I pray that your soul prosper. I pray that you prosper, which is essentially the physical prosperity, even as or in the same way as your soul prospers. It should go hand in hand, not one only. Jesus didn't want us to just prosper in the spirit and be poor physically. That is not good for his ministry either. Ministry takes a resource. 
Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not conform to those ways of the world, that competing way and the love of money or anything that is not aligned with what is prescribed by the word. Do not conform to those ways, but be transformed by renewing your mind. Every time you sense that need to compete, you need to get into prayer and renew your mind. We've seen this verse appear again and again in the last few days. I've seen other preachers talk about it. Brother Savio's reflections have contained it. It seems like God is putting a message here for us to emphasize more on this. Do not conform to the ways of the world. I have seen it so many times in this last one week. Now let's go to go back to where we were at 1 Timothy 6 verse 10 where he said the love of money is the root of all evil. Now the next verse, 1 Timothy 6 verse 11 says man of God. Now he's talking about the person that is aligned with God. He's talking about each of you and me. Man of God, flee from all this. Now that is from the love of money and that chase, that race. And pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance and gentleness. It urges you to set your mind on what is good. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Here I am also reminded of the Holy Spirit just put on my heart now the verse of Matthew 6, verse 33. When, he says, when these two verses talk about, think on these things there, he says, you seek the kingdom and the ways of the kingdom. And then all these things, not some of them, not I will consider, I'll think about it and come back to you, but all of these things that you then desire shall be added unto you. A classic example of competition in the Bible is that of Cain and Abel. That competition made Cain jealous to the point that he killed his own brother. That competition is still alive even today. Brothers competing against each other for the property of their parents. That jealousy and that greed for Cain, that avarice persists even today. To the extent that brothers attack their own. And are we, out of our pursuit of this nature, handing that down as a legacy to our children? Are we teaching them to compete in that same race? What values are we giving them? That is a question we need to ask ourselves. If we have been victims of this, it must stop there. We will not hand that down as a legacy to our children. Philippians 2 verse 3. Now let's look at what else the Bible says. So first one, Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Because when we honor others, then there is no jealousy in our heart. Satan cannot sow the seed 
of any kind of wicked thoughts. Competition does not appear in that picture. What else does it talk about conceit? It says, Galatians 5 verse 26 says, extend, that extends on Philippians 2 verse 3 actually, where it says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So they both talk of that same thing. Do nothing from rivalry. Do not let envy come in between. Romans 12 verse 10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. And not in vain competition. So what do we then do instead? Instead of competing, Hebrews 10 verse 24 says, Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and to good works. Rather than envying, Romans 12 said, show honor. Hebrews 10 verse 24 says, look at ways how to stir up one another for love and good works. Why? So that there may be no division in the body of Christ, that the members may have the same care for one another. This is what 1 Corinthians 12 verse 25 says. We need to draw that line. It's a very thin line between us achieving what we must have in life, the facilities, versus letting that facility, that resource become our objective. And then we're chasing money. More importantly, chasing some sort of trophy in pride when we are competing with others. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that discernment as we reflect on each of our own lives. Each of us reflect on our own lives. That we look at where our primary objectives, our goals in our life are. What are we trying to achieve? And is that in alignment with what you have prescribed for our life? Jesus, you came that we might have abundance, have life to the full. Help us understand the true meaning of what that fullness of life means. And help us be oriented to where you are taking us. So that we might still be rich Christians physically as well. But more than that, rich spiritually and in the ways of the kingdom. That we are obedient to that will and we follow your path. Knowing that when we seek your kingdom and your ways, doing things in accordance with your will and your law that you have prescribed, that hedge of defense is automatically put up around us and the enemy has no power and no place in us. That would be a life of abundance in the physical and in the spiritual. We ask for that edification, Lord, that wisdom, the knowledge and the ability to apply it with understanding to have that abundance in our lives. Teach us your ways, Father. Fill us with an understanding of your principles and your provisions that you have made through your word. Open our eyes to see that truth. And let that truth set us from everything that has gone astray. Set us on the right path, on the right course, Father. We ask this edification in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. 
for all those that are hospitalized, that are battling sickness and disease, that will undergo procedures this day. We cover them in your precious blood, Lord. And we speak and we declare, just as we have heralded the power in our word, we now exercise that power in our word. We declare healing over each of these lives. In your name, Jesus, we release that healing. We thank you, Father, that you are merciful. We ask for forgiveness of sins so that every obstruction to that healing is removed out of their path. And when our hearts are purified and cleansed, sanctified by the blood of Jesus through our faith, when we call on his name, that healing is complete. We thank you, Lord. We pray also for all families that are battling all kinds of challenges, those seeking to keep them apart and separate, divided. And many times those thoughts are within us itself. The anger, the hatred, the refusal to renew ourselves. All through wicked suggestion, Father, every such force of wickedness that seeks to chain your people and yoke them, we declare that chain broken. We come against it in the name and by the blood of Jesus and declare that yoke broken. There's also every other stronghold over the lives of your people. Certain thoughts, ways, cultures that we have built ourselves upon, ideologies that have now become our way of looking at things that we refuse to budge from that mindset. Strongholds have taken charge over those mindsets. There's also addictions. Any other kind of compulsion, more importantly, Father, everything that seeks to keep your people poor, busy, prayerless and ignorant and therefore powerless in your kingdom, we come against every such force of wickedness in your mighty name, Jesus. Let your light, your glory shine through these lives that every darkness be eliminated. That your truth Raise them from the dead into being alive in the spirit. We raise also our own personal needs and those of our families. Especially those members of our friend and family circle that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us. That you always hear us. When we make our prayer in the spirit as a prayer of agreement. Your word says that you will do what we ask you there. When we ask in accordance with your word, we know that you hear us. For That is again what your word says. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift to come and step in with that same faith and understanding that when we release our tongue and when we ask with the right intention, the Holy Spirit will always honor it. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakata, <laughs> <laughs> 
Ya 
The scripture I've been led to today is from Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4. And the Lord answered me, write the vision, make it plain upon tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Behold, he whose soul is not upright in him shall fail, but the righteous shall live by his faith. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from James chapter 3, verse 14 and 15, taken from the NIV version where it says, But if you harbor bitter envy, if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, please share them with your family and friends as well. Uh, Brother Savvy also shares his daily reflections, powerful spiritual reflections every day. 
on our telegram group on our facebook page and now on our youtube page as well so you can look them up on either of these channels share them on those platforms so that your friends as well our family and friends are blessed by that spirit filled reflection also a reminder about our bible study session this evening it is the fourth part in our series on changing the scene and shaping the unseen we had a powerful session on the power of the word and what or who is the word last week a direct download from heaven i believe this week's session is also equally powerful please invite your family and your friends to come they will learn about the depth of that they will learn in depth about the unseen realm of the spirit and how to begin to look at things which are not seen with the natural eye we shall share links for them to join on zoom or on youtube live whichever channel works for them they can join either by clicking those links so we'll share those on our telegram group they are on our facebook page they are on our youtube page as well you can point them to those or you can just use the link from telegram and share it with family we will start from 5:30 pm australian eastern standard time with praise and worship followed by confess boldly testimonies and then the bible teaching of the evening starts at about 7:30 pm australian eastern time various time zones are also included in those messages for people that are joining from different parts of the world and that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our lord jesus christ and his favor that comes down that chases us and overtakes us that that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of jesus and for his glory be blessed and have a wonderful day everyone and try and invite at least one person to this evening session let that one life be transformed today thank you rasul god bless you